this. I am excited to be at church today on a friends and family Sunday. Look at the person next to you. Tell them, I've been waiting for you. Tell them, I've been waiting for you. Now look at the person that you invited. Tell them, tell them, this is my home. Tell them, hey, y'all. Look at Lulu. Lulu brought the whole tribe. Come on, somebody. She's like, she's like, hey, Pastor Roy, I want to introduce you to my church. It's like, um, truly, I, I want to say on behalf of my wife and I, uh, we're, we're the lead pastors of this church. And on behalf of my wife and I, we just, we feel so privileged and honored that you would join us for these moments together. And um, here's what I believe. I believe that uh, we're about to get into some amazing food and dinner and celebrate. I love that. We're going to eat some cake. Then we're going to have to repent for being gluttons. No, I'm just joking. Um, but I believe, I genuinely believe this, and I want you to hear my heart in all this. Like, I genuinely believe that what I'm about to share with you today, maybe you're here for the first time, maybe you're new to this experience, maybe you've never been to a church, or maybe you have been to a church and you, you walked out worse than what you came in. He, here's what I believe. I believe that as I was praying this week, God wanted me to say something to you. That's what I believe. And I believe is this. And, and here's what I want to ask of you if you're here, again, maybe maybe here for the first time or maybe you were invited by your friend or maybe you were tricked into coming here I'm sorry <laughs> so yo come to me 77 Alaska there's gonna be a lot of food there what is it yo how did you invite me to a church service like um here's what I'm gonna ask of you my desire my hope is that as you hear what I'm about to share this talk some people call it a message I believe is what God wants to say to you as you hear it I pray that if you feel something in your heart that you would lean into it now if you don't feel anything hey no pressure I'm just glad that you're here we're gonna eat some amazing food it's gonna be amazing no harm done no judgment at all but I'm just asking that if you do hear this message and something starts percolating on the inside of you all I'm asking is that you will lean into it and respond and I promise you that you won't regret it I promise you that you won't regret it amen 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 I want to read to you this passage of scripture found in first John chapter 4 verse 10 can we give it up for the worship team one more time my good friend Mike Sunbury I'm Ro Moonbury Christian jokes gone wild. First John chapter 4 verse 10. It says, this is love. He loved us long before we loved him. It was his love, not ours. He proved it by sending his son to be the pleasing sacrificial offering to take away our sins. I want to jump over to reading it from a different translation. This is the one I really want to kind of like hone in today. It's found, uh, same passage of scripture, this is the Good News Translation. And I like the way it's put this way. It says, this is love. It says, this is love. Let me tell you what love is by first explaining to you what it's not. 
this is love not that we love God so I want to clarify for your understanding what love is by first letting you know that it's not that you loved God that's not love it's not that you loved God but it's that God loved us and he proved that love by sending his son to be the payment for our sins my title to today's message some of us might know this title because it's a famous title to a song written by Sade it's called this is no ordinary love I just lost Gen Z here they're like they're like what is Sade um, this is no ordinary love and I want to talk to you particularly about this non-ordinary love because I think that disappointment and hurt is very ordinary in our version of love I think failures is very ordinary in our version of love giving up is very ordinary in our version of love and let's be honest like we love love like we love us some love there's no more books I've written about love than any other topic more movies have ever been created than any other topic more songs have ever been written more than any other topic like you've heard a good love song and a good heartbreak song and you wanted to break out break up with your girlfriend because you wanted to feel what Rihanna was saying you know what I'm saying like but the love I want to talk to you today about is is not ordinary this is a this is a different kind of love y'all this is no ordinary love would you bow your heads and pray with me Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, that this moment is ordained, orchestrated by you. Lord, I thank you that you are here today to speak to your children. I just, my desire is that our hearts would be open to hear what it is you want to say and receive what it is you want to give. I pray that our hearts may not be hardened we, I pray that we may not edify walls. But I pray that your Holy Spirit may soften every part of our heart so that the seed of your word may be planted. I pray this in your precious son's name. Jesus, amen and amen. Can we give the Lord a strong clap offering of praise in this house? Um. I, I want to start. I want to start by showing you this pic picture. Does anybody know this man right here? Does anybody know Zab? Zab Yell Cruz. Like I, I love Zab, and it was his birthday, by the way, last Sunday. It was his birthday. Um, and I, I want to highlight one of Zab's amazing qualities because uh, just by saying this, you ain't never been hugged until you've been hugged by Zab Yell Cruz. Come on, somebody. Like, they're, like, his hugs hit different. Like, I'm telling you, like, Zab, being hugged by Zab is like being hugged by a Snuggie wrapped up in a mattress foam, wrapped up in a silky cloud. Like, his hug is totally different. Like being hugged by Zab, Zab is like being hugged by a thousand uh, Krispy Kreme donuts that just came out of the conveyor belt. You know what I'm talking about? Like his hugs just hit different. Like they, like they, they're getting out of control. 
Zab, I love him. I love him, but one day I'm walking into church and I'm seeing him hug somebody and I can't tell who the person is. I'm like, I'm sitting, I'm sitting, I'm like, Lisa, who is, who is Zab hugging? Because whoever it was, they were completely engulfed in all of Zab's goodness and tender loving kindness. And I was looking at Zab and I'm like, what in the world is happening? I can't tell who he is hugging. I had to pull him to the side. I said, Zab, I need to talk to you. And this is serious. I do not make this up. Not one bit. I pulled Zab to the side and I said, Zab, we need to talk, man. I know you're part of the love team and you're greeting people and you're making them feel welcome, but I just need to talk to you right now because the other day I saw you hugging somebody. Zab, is this not true? 100% 100% true. I said, Zab, you're, you're, you're hugging people and I can't even tell who they are. You're hugging them a little too tight, a little too close, and you need to give them some space. And I love Zab's response because, and I promise you, this happened exactly the way I'm going to say it. I, Zab goes, hey, pastor, listen, I understand if you want me to shake people's hands, I'll shake people's hands. But like, like I, I, it's not my fault. Like, that's just the way I, like, when I hug, that's what happens. And I promise you, as he's saying this and he's explaining this to me, someone comes in and dives in right into Zab's bosom. Like, I, and then, and then Zab's holding them and he's looking at me and he's like, you see? Like, yo, his hugs just hit different. Like, to, to talk about a hug and to talk about a Zab hug is to talk about two separate things. Like there is no comparison to a hug and to have a Zab hug. To talk about those two things are talking about two separate things. You cannot equate a regular hug with a Zab hug. And if you kind of see where I'm going with this illustration, I think it's a microcosm, a small picture, a small illustration that God's love hits different. That to compare your ordinary regular love To God's perfect, pure love is to talk about two totally separate things. To talk about love and to talk about God's love is two separate things. And this is why I I appreciate the way John talks about love. Because when he starts off this verse, he says, hey, let me tell you what love is by first explaining to you what it isn't. Like, I can't just reference love. I can't just talk about love like it's this ordinary thing I I have to I have to let you know what it's not because when I say love it your mind your perspective goes into what you think love is so when I say love I gotta I gotta first clarify that it's not what you think it is I gotta let you know what it's not and he says hey this is love not that you love God in other words that the love that I'm about to talk about is not a love that emanates from the human heart it's not a love that you've experienced here on earth It's a different kind of love. What I'm about to get into, this is no ordinary love. This is no ordinary love. The love I'm about to talk about is a peculiar love. It's a different love. Like, you could have experienced different kinds of love. And if I could take a few moments to brag about the love of my God, can I just tell you, like, there's some great loves that we experience here on earth, but it pales in comparison to the love of God. Like, I've tasted the love of a father. I've tasted the love of a mother. But can I just say, it pales in comparison to the love of God. There's no comparison to the way God loves. Like, I've tasted the love of a wife. My wife 
has tasted the love of a husband, we've experienced these different kinds of love. I mean, I think one of the greatest loves you'll ever experience is loving your children. But can I tell you, you can take all those loves and wrap them up together. And can I just be honest? It pales in comparison to the love of God. This is no ordinary love. If you believe that in this place, give God a praise. And so, and so I just want to really, really quick, I just want to give you, I want to explain to you why this is no ordinary love, why this love hits different. I just want to, I want to share that by sharing, I just want to give you 1,100 points as to, I was going to give you 1,100, but I reduced it down to four. Come on, somebody. This is no ordinary love because God's love is the most generous love you'll ever experience. I need you to hear me today. God's love is the most, I'm telling you, it is the most generous love you will ever experience. Uh, which, which, which is to say, I want to put, put it this way for you. God's love knows no bounds. It's a love for whoever, whenever, however, whatever it takes. It doesn't love on a budget. His love is limitless. His love is gracious. And in his love, he's all-inclusive. Like, look how John says it in verse 16. He says, we know how much God loves us. We know how much God loves us. Why? And we know we can put his trust in, in his love. Why? Because God is love. This is why we know how much he loves us because he just is love. Can I tell you today that God doesn't just do love. God doesn't just have love. God doesn't just give love. God doesn't just share love. God doesn't just fall in and out of love. God is love. So when God loves you, he is, he is guiding you. He is giving of himself to you. His love is not this, like, I have, I have good love, but I have good quality love, but my love is still on a budget. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, I got, a, I got a lot of love under my perspective. But you ask me to love the guy who's putting his high beams in the car in behind me. Woo! This is no ordinary love. This is no ordinary ask. Right? And so, and so, and so God's love knows no bounds. God's love is willing to take risks. God's love doesn't seem safe. God's love is relentless. God's love is persistent. God's love is not easily discouraged. God's love is not easily offended. God's love is not surprised by your failures, your shortcomings, and your uh, missing the mark. Like, it's, it's this generous, boundless love. Like, I want you to think about this for a second. Like, the Bible says that God so <laughs> loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son, watch this, for the people that would receive him properly and for the people that would reciprocate properly. No, it doesn't say that. It says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever, what? Whoever? I thought about that for a second because I'm like, God, I don't know about, like, God, if I'm Jesus and I'm giving of myself I'm going to make sure that you sign a contract. Like, okay, okay, let's talk this out. I'm going to die for humanity. I'm going to die for, but they better build a memorial for me in honor of my name. 
I, no, okay, 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 this is what I'm going to do. If I'm Jesus, I'm going to make sure I'm going to die for people who appreciate my death. Like, okay, I'm going to die for you, but on the contract it says that once I die for you and I resurrect, you got to live for me. Can you imagine that God died for people who would never live for him? That, that's, that's his love. It's a, it's, a, it's a whoever love. It's a love that knows no bounds. It's a love that goes beyond our human nature and our human comprehension. Like this is a love. Like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to die. I'm going to heal you from not being able to walk. But once I heal you, oh, you are indebted to me. Anytime I need a milkshake at the deli, you're going to have to go and get it. Like, that's my kind of love. But God's love is, God's love is a whoever kind of love. It's this love that doesn't have conditions. It's a love that doesn't have limitations. Like, God will die for whoever, even though they may never live for him. Like, God will heal feet that will never follow him. God will heal the mute that will never speak his name. God will heal the eyes that have never seen that will then sin with their eyes. God will then love people like Judas who will never reciprocate his love. This is a whoever kind of love. It, like this is why John chapter uh, 14 says that whoever believes will not walk in darkness. This is why John chapter 4 says that whoever drinks of this water will not thirst. This is why Romans chapter 10 says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And this is why John 3:16 says for God so loved the world that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life it's it's this whoever kind of love it's a love that is it's the most generous love that you'll experience i promise you like you've never seen this kind of love it's it's a a generosity that you would never experience here on earth apart from jesus paul tries to put into words and paul says and may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how deep God love is. It's almost as if Paul is trying to measure God's love. And he goes, I pray that you may have the understanding by the Holy Spirit's power, that you'll be able to understand how wide, how wide is it? Is it as far as the east from the west? No, it's beyond that. How deep is it? Is it as deep as the ocean? No, it goes beyond that. Is it, is it is as high as the space? No, no, it goes beyond it. Church, can I say, can it be that the generosity of God's love is immeasurable? Can it be that his love is boundless, his love is limitless, his love is inexhaustible, and we may never fully understand how expansive, how inclusive, how broad, how wonderful, and how glorious God's love is? This is no ordinary love. The reason that it's no, this is no ordinary love is because it's the most generous love you'll ever experience. And the second reason, if you want to write this down in your notes, by the way, if you're taking notes, you get extra points in heaven. <laughs> and if you're not taking notes, take notes. This is no ordinary love because God's love is the most committed love you'll ever experience. I need you to hear that. It's, it's the most generous love you'll ever experience, but it's the most committed love 
that you'll experience. And the way I want to unpack that is just by telling you this. God's love never gives up on you. God's love endures and is faithful even when we're not. My ordinary, regular, apart from God, love is committed. But I'm committed as long as you are. If you've ever been divorced, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a good time. All the divorced people in the house, say amen. No, don't say amen. I'm just, 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 just joking. Coming to my own altar call. Um, God's love is, uh, is, it is the most committed love you'll ever experience. It's the most committed love that you'll ever experience. It is the most committed, dedicated, persistent, and relentless love you will ever experience. For the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verse 8, it says, for God demonstrated his own love. Can I tell you that we can't tell God what to do with his love because it's his own love. Like he operates on his own accord, y'all. It's like, hey, what you doing telling me to do with my love is my love. It's his own love. God demonstrated his own love. He got the copyrights to his love that while we were yet sinners, in other words, while we were missing the mark, in other words, while we were failing, in other words, while we were making mistakes, in other words, while we were making bad choices. Am I the only one who's made a bad choice in my life? If you made a bad choice, raise your hand in this place. If you made a bad choice, if if you made a lot of bad choices, raise two hands. If I look up bad choices in the dictionary and your face comes up, raise both your hands and a foot. Come on, somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have both feet up. Like, like I'm telling you, I'm full of bad choices. Like, I, I promise you this happened to me not too long ago. I thought I was a plumber for like 30 minutes. And I took out the pipe. And all the water, but I had a bucket, y'all. I had a bucket, so I put the bucket under. I took out the pipe and all the water came down. And I took the bucket. And I put it back in the sink. What the? What in the? Like, I don't know about you, but that is a small bad choice compared to the bad choices I've made in my life. And I'm just grateful that I serve a God that didn't didn't give up on me. Is there anybody grateful in this place that even when I failed, that even when you messed up, that even when you knew the consequences of your choices, that you serve the God that loved you so much that he will never leave you, that he will never forsake you, that he will never give up on you. If that's you in this place, give God a praise in this house. It says, while we were still sinners while we were still sinners not while we were coming to him not when we became the proper recipients not when we decided that we were going to have it all together not when we made a a consistent and consecutive uh, a streak of good decisions in life did he say now i'm going to die for you it was while we were turning our back on him that he placed his back on the cross for you. When I think about it, his love seems absurd to me. It seems absurd that someone so pure, so holy, so perfect would then give up his life for, for some that may never receive him. But he never gives up. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why did you come 
during that time to die while we were still sinners. And I really felt like the Lord told me because this is the perfect example where the optimal expression of my commitment will be made manifest in everyone's life. He loves you. He'll never give up on you. He loves you and he'll never give up on you. And you might be here in this place talking about, God, you should give up on me. God, I'm not worthy. God, I'm just going to end up hurting you. And well, he'll tell you, he's like, yeah, I know, but you're still the one I love. You might be in this place and say, Lord, I'm just not holy. God says, you don't need to be holy. I love you right now. You might be in this place and say, God, I don't go to church enough. He says, you don't need to go to church enough. I love you right now. But God, I don't even look for you. He says, you don't need to look for me. I love you right now just the way you are as you are, as you were sinners. I want to give you the, la- the third point, not the last point, the third point for today's message. This is no ordinary love because God's love is the most transforming love you'll ever experience. Hear me. This love is so unique and so perfect because it's a love. Watch this. Listen to me. He loves you as you are, but he loves you so much that he won't let you stay where you are. It is the most transforming love. It's exactly what I said earlier. God doesn't wait for you to become holy to love you. He loves you as you are, but there's something about being absorbed in the love of God that becomes to make you holy, begins to make you holy. See, God doesn't love you because you are good, but when God loves you, you become good. God God doesn't wait for you to become perfect But when he loves you, there's something about his love that makes you perfect in God's sight. God doesn't love you because you're good. But when God loves you, you then are compelled by his love in such a way that you begin to become good. And so many of us are running away from God because we think that he doesn't want our mess. It's like, God, I'm not good enough. God is saying, yeah, you'll never be good enough. That's why you need to come to me when you're not. Because it's my love that leads me to you, but it's my love that transforms your heart. And so many of us like, God, I, God, I don't deserve, like, you ever had that, that person that loved you so much, like, like, it was just an awkward hug. It was Zab on steroids. Like, that, Zab was just, like, hugging you, just like, just, all right, that's enough. But I love you. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, and God is like, would you let me love you today? I believe there's so many people here that God wants to speak to you, and God is saying to you, even in this friends and family Sunday, stop running away from me with your depression. Come to me with your depression. Stop running away from me with your anxiety. Come to me with your anxiety. As a matter of fact, God will say, listen, I'll come to you in your anxiety and I'll pull you out of your anxiety. I'll come to you in your anger and I'll pull you out of your anger. I'll come to you in your resentment and I'll pull you out of your resentment. I'll come to you in your unforgiveness and I'm pulling you out of your unforgiveness because God's love is greater. God's love is higher. And what God is saying to you today, I will pull you out of the pit you are 
in and I will take you up higher. Give God a praise in this place. tell you today that this is no ordinary love that God will meet you where you are anywhere you are and immediately begin to love you but he will love you in such a way that it will transform you 
He would love you in the mix of your anxiety, in the midst of your sin, in the midst of your addiction. Until it transforms you. As our worship team comes up, I want to share with you the last point of today's message. And is that this is no ordinary love. Because God's love is the most intimate love you'll ever experience. I want to say that again, that God's love is the most intimate, personal love that you will ever experience. This is no ordinary love because it is the most generous. It is the most committed. He'll never give up on you. It is the most transforming. He'll love you until it transforms you. He'll never give up on you. But it's the most intimate. Do you know that we are all hardwired, created for love, to be loved, but by love? For God chose to create you. He chose to create you and didn't give his life for you as the ultimate expression and demonstration of perfect and pure love. I want to read verse 16 once again to us. It says, God is love. And all who live in love, remember, not your version of love, not your concept of love, not living in that kind of love. He says, those that choose to live in this love that I just described, God is love. And all who live in this love, live in him. And then God lives in them. You'll never know what love is until you discover who love is. And love is Jesus. Because when God loves you, he's not giving anything less than himself. He's not giving the very essence of who he is. He is giving to you. When God loves you, the very nature, his very DNA, is what he's giving unto you. You'll never know what love is until you know who love is. And his name is Jesus. Brennan Manning says this, Christians find it easier to believe that God exists than that God loves them. We've made the theme of our existence love, but what we've experienced is everything contrary to what love is. Because the true essence of love is a person. And this love is is the most intimate love, but it is the most satisfying love you'll ever experience. And so often what we you ever heard that looking for love in all the wrong places. Isn't it interesting that we can be looking for the right thing in the wrong place? And what I want to submit to you today that I believe you have found the right place because this is the place 
where Jesus is making himself available to you in this house. Would you stand up on your feet, please? I'm going to ask you in these next few moments, would you just do me this favor? Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment of privacy? Maybe you're here, you don't even believe in anything that we're saying, and that's totally okay. I I totally get it. I'm just going to ask if we can just kind of give a little bit of privacy for those that are around us. Just take a moment and bow your head and close your eyes. What I want to ask you is if you're here for this for the first time here, and maybe you've been looking for love in all the wrong places, maybe you've been talking about love in a context it was never meant to be spoken about with a definition it was never meant to be defined by maybe you've been looking for love in all the wrong places and you've even said to yourself i've given up on love i want to tell you today that love hasn't given up on you if you're in this place and you say pastor Ro, would you pray for me because i want to be included in this love I want to experience this love for myself. I don't want to just hear about it. I don't want to just watch it. I want to experience it for myself. If you want to know what love is by discovering who love is in this place, we call that placing your faith in Jesus. We call that living in Jesus. And I just want to say, when you're placing your faith in Jesus, you're not signing a contract. So as I make this call, remember what I said earlier, that if you feel something stirring up on the inside of you, I'm just asking you to lean into it. And it's, it doesn't mean that you're saying, yes, okay, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to accept this love, but first I got to stop cursing, I got to stop smoking cigarettes, I, I got to stop getting angry with my spouse, I got to start loving my kids more, I got to stop cheating at work. That, no, 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 that's not what I'm asking you today. I'm asking you to say yes to love. I'm asking you to say yes to Jesus. Remember, that is the love that transforms you. So there will be a time where, like, you won't even be able to sin right. I'm not asking you to commit that now. I'm asking you to commit to the Savior of the world. His name is Jesus. And that's just saying, Jesus, take it from here. It doesn't mean I got to stop cursing. I got to stop doing this. I got no. It's Jesus. I give you my life. If you say yes to love in this place, at the count of three, would you be so bold to lift up your hands right there where you are? One, two. Jesus loves you. Come on. Three. Lift up your hand right there where you are, all over this room. Come on, come on. Lift up the hand. I see the hand. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Come on, come on. Seventeen people. Seventeen people. Could you put? Could you put your hand right back down? Woo! If you lifted up your hand today and you're saying yes to this love and you're placing faith in Jesus. You're putting trust in this love as John chapter, 1 John chapter 4 says. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Just say simply these words. Say, Jesus, thank you for your love. 